Hello and welcome to the Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns to recommend a film the other has not seen. We watch it and then we meet to discuss it. This week's film I'm is... I'm Ricardo Deacon. Oh shit, yeah, sorry. Hi, I'm Orna Martinez. <laughs> oh, it's been a long day. You're listening to Dublin Digital Radio. <laughs> Fuck you. I love that. Just like, oh, 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 you forgot. You forgot half the things, Orna. Come on, you fucking grill me every time that that's I forget true. to say that we watched the movie. Yeah, and but that's because you do that every week. Uh, no, you've been much better recently to give you all the credit that you were due. Uh, this week's movie is Close Encounters of the Third Kind from 1977. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Produced by Julia Phillips and Michael Phillips. Written by Steven Spielberg. Starring Richard Dreyfus, Terry Garr, Melinda Dillon, Francois Truffaut. <laughs> Music on unsur- And Bob Balaban as well. Music unsurprisingly by John Williams. Cinematography by Vilno Sigmund. Edited by Michael Kahn. And that's the last one. <laughs> Edited yeah. by Michael Kahn. Ricardo did not print off the, the old... Shady uh, Machete. Uh... Okay. And the synopsis is... After an accidental encounter with otherworldly vessels, an ordinary man follows a series of psychic clues to the first scheduled meeting between representatives of Earth and visitors from the cosmos. Yes. Cosmos. Cosmos. So, Ricardo. Yes. <laughs> why did you pick this film? Well, like, uh, it's one of the back pocket picks, I'd say, that uh, since we started the podcast, I've been saving for the opportune moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been trying to save like uh, a Martin Scorsese movie and a Steven Spielberg movie just because. What Scorsese are you gonna? Uh, maybe After Hours if you haven't seen, oh, or uh, or something else. Mm. There's so many Scorsese movies True. that are great. Uh, same with Spielberg. I think that uh, there is an old adage that when you go to film school, you learn to dislike the movies that you loved as a kid. Yeah. And I think that is absolutely bollocks. Uh, that is what happened to us, though. No, I, I never <laughs> stop. Like, Spielberg in particular gets completely destroyed oh, because we, we grow up watching fucking Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark or Jurassic Park, uh, yeah. E.T., and then you get to college and it's like, They're oh, he's not as movies. good as fucking He's Goddard. not a serious director. And no, like very, very few directors have come as close as making a perfect movie for what it is as E.T. Yeah. Uh, and then he went to ruin it off and fucking did the director's cut or whatever. But uh, besides it the point, the, the actual... It has a completely clear trajectory of, of films. Oh, yeah, it? like uh, he... But for such a vast body of work. Yeah, like he's... Uh, <laughs> quite the filmmaker and like a master storyteller and even Mm. his lesser films tend to have a lot of noteworthy moments they're not i haven't seen a spielberg movie that i thought that was without Mm. some sort of enjoyment even like something like ready player one or the terminal that are completely vapid and worthless and then go in haven't seen ready player one so i don't know i know that he references well stanley tucci is in the terminal (laughs) that's all you need well i mean I mean, he made burlesque good and also good shares in it, but, you know. And uh, uh, also, like, even Warhorse, uh, he has this also bad, uh, supposedly uh, um, 
defect of being too emotional making movies and like uh, clawing and and, uh, controlling and i think that that's bullshit because i like we've discussed before that every movie is controlling the audience to feel an emotion so Mm. just because it makes you feel sad it's not an exclusively spielberg or indeed like these like literally every single movie that you're You're being manipulated people And the the problem is when you see the manipulation, but I don't think that is the case with Spielberg. I think that like most of the time, that I think that when he's in his A game, you uh, he just gets you fucking through cinema, mm. through images and sound and music and characters. He just is able to take you on this journey. And I think, uh, in a way, uh, I picked this movie as well because it is the only feature film that he's done that he wrote himself. So mm. it is the most personal movie that oh, he's I didn't done. Know that. I didn't know he wrote it. Yeah, yeah, like uh, you read it. They're just, yeah, they're written just by there, Spielberg. But, I mean, I was just like trying to find the words. I wasn't like on the screen. So it is the the only film that he wrote and originated the, the concept and the idea mm. uh, as, as such. So it is uniquely personal to him as uh a film and I think that that really is translated to the screen that every frame of this movie carries love you yeah. know and an understanding of what he wanted to do at that time in period of his career I think that this movie in a way re-watching it now uh, it's the first time that we watched it since listening to the Close Encounters of the Third Kind episode on uh, Next Picture Show mm. that they paired it with uh the fucking Jeff Nichols movie uh, oh, Midnight, Midnight Express. Special. Yeah, Midnight, Midnight Special. Special. <laughs> Midnight Express. The, uh, Midnight they Midnight Moonrise. The, for one, they said, uh, which was uh, quite interesting, that it took me by surprise that in the podcast, in that podcast episode, they mentioned, "I wonder what an atheist will make of this movie." Oh yeah. And it was the the moment that I went like, "These are terribly smart people." I didn't realize how religious they but, were all. But. Um, don't know alien or any of our audience but you know americans so it's not you know yeah no like uh, we forget that we do live in a really quite secular society particularly for people of our generation or even like people who are in their 30s or 40s like you know it's it's much rarer to find someone who would consider themselves religious like consider you know like consider themselves to have faith so much that it would you know that they would be baffled as to how an atheist would exactly it's not i I know a lot of people that are religious that have watched this movie but not to the extent or that watch this movie that they yeah that they would be going like oh the spiritualism of the movie i think i can see where they were coming from mm. but the other complaint that they had in the movie is the fact that a richard dreyfus fucking climbs in the spaceship at the end because he is a family man and mm. the, the fact that he's a like a dick to his family and actually makes them like escape him and i think that that is a misrepresentation of the movie and i think that the movie very clearly is on the side of the family on that side however chaotic it has become and it's clear flawed in a depiction the same way that Spielberg even said that he would have written a different movie after he had a family yeah because it's it's the uh, I think that like up to a point I kind of agree with you but I do think that it is problematic how it's handled but, after he leaves them yeah up but until I that think that point, makes it so much more interesting both of him as a character and yeah. the, the also how I it don't know it's, up it's a little too with... it's a little too clean I'm not big, I'm not the biggest fan of how their relationship is portrayed but we will get to that but that you know that is one 
thing so we'll get to that but sorry go on. and uh, of the other things of the movie as well like I, I want to touch upon later on the different versions on this movie that yeah. is one of the it's very hard to find the one that you wanted by the yeah. way like it, it, because they actually do make a big difference uh, okay. of watching and it's interesting because it makes the big difference with very little changed in between is very particular changes that change the meaning of the film. Mm. So uh, I was going to bring that up later on. Also, I really like Richard Dreyfuss' performance. Uh, I think that, I like him a lot, like in yeah. general. He's... You, you forget how good he is until he, he himself admitted that he started taking, like in the early 90s, just paycheck movies, like mm. even Poseidon, the, the <laughs> remake of Poseidon Adventure. I think that after Mr. Hollander's opus, he stopped doing uh, projects that he truly believed in mm. as a film. And it's kind of disappointing, because especially the two films that he did with the three films that he did with Spielberg. They're What's really the good. One? Uh, Always, which is uh, yeah. the the kind of film that emo- Spielberg's emotional size goes to the wrong side of mm being good but the performance the is wrong great. side of being good so bad yes uh it is a very good performance though it's not his fault that that film fails it's uh, one of those type of films that it's you want to like it because uh john goodman is great in it and richard dreyfus is great in it the action scenes are amazing yeah. but there's so much crap that you kind of mm. can't take it anymore you're kind of waiting yeah you're waiting through it yeah uh but this film i think that uh uh, for one, I love Francois Truffaut in this movie. I think that there's so many iconic moments in this it's so movie. Bizarre. It's like, why are you in this movie? I think watching the, there's so many mo- uh, moments that are just so iconic that it, it, it is ridiculous. Yeah, like when you think of how influential, even just visually. Yeah, like it's just that it just engraves in your mind that you go like, this is how good this. In Jurassic Park, there's that moment when fucking Alan Grant turns around and sees the herd uh, yeah. dinosaurs and he goes, they move in herd <laughs> and the music and you feel yeah, this. And he's like thing. a little child because he's realizing all the things that they've thought, but they weren't sure. Or, like, and this movie has and... so many of those moments. And <laughs> even the like the the in other films, the whole Truffaut side plot would have been completely mishandled and felt like oh, uh, not so part of the the movie but they I give think him the that, connection with yeah. the music itself and like having worked with like children and the language aspect yeah. of it and everything and like yeah and I think that he's given something to do uh, coming, uh, so often we uh, mention John Williams work as a musician when it comes to to Spielberg's work in particular I already and, doesn't like him yeah. that's not true and <clears throat> also uh, we always discuss as well bad endings mm. and I think that this movie has one of the great film endings like the whole section when they from the moment that uh, they going into the com- compound when the aliens What's are coming down uh, Devil, devil's tower yeah. when they go into the compound in devil's tower and the attention to detail on how the operation works and how they've planned everything and it has such in the minutia of it great attention to detail but also into the the overall ideas of the characters through the journey that they've been through to this moment and the ideas of connection and such for this movie. Uh, it all narrows in together that it's really a movie about uh, dialogue uh, in the sense of like communication amongst mm. people and governments and families and everything else. 
and it comes together to the use of music and how they expand that five note <clears throat> motif that has been the developed throughout the movie. Of music, yeah. And go in like to my mind there's there's so many uh, movie moments that change me as an audience member that I remember sitting there mm. and gasping at things, you know, like from Lawrence of Arabia to stuff. But the moment when the fucking spaceship replies, <laughs> dun, 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 and the fucking windows break and stuff. <laughs> I was like, as a kid, it must have been 10 when I watched this the yeah. first time. I my eyes just opened wide and I was like oh, fuck. So and also to say that there's so many bad kid children performances in movies and Spielberg is bar none the greatest director <laughs> of kids and the kid in this movie is unbelievable. Oh, Barry. So <laughs> <Little> good. Barry. <laughs> It's so funny. I was just like, oh my God, lock him in a cupboard. Because he just runs out. You're like, get the fucking child. Oh my God. And uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, like it's a film that I uh, truly love. But it's also that kind of film that because I watched it so many times through my my life and from being a child is that uh, I still watched it this time with a critical eye. But mm. at times it just takes me away. And it's like, I just love this movie. Yeah. Uh, and I was wondering like uh, what. Uh, and then like I mentioned, I don't think it's a perfect movie. uh but I do think that it is uh, an unbelievable movie and like it's worth it just for the ending alone. But there's so many great moments in between Yeah. that even in the middle of the movie that you go like, oh, my God, this is just fucking good, solid filmmaking. And uh, uh, without further ado, uh, what did you think of Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Also, I knew that you were going through uh, Spielberg's backlog, so you kind yeah, of like, yeah, uh, like um... uh, force my hand having to pick it now because <laughs> I wasn't going to like make you not watch this for, for Yeah, yeah. Well, you'd said like a long time ago that you're like, don't watch it because I'm going to pick it. But um, yeah, no, like me and me and Eileen, because uh, I'd started watching because uh, the new Jurassic Park, obviously, as I'd, uh, I'd gone back and watched like the original one and everything. And then we watched Jaws and like, God, Jaws is still so great. Um, but yeah, like, uh, obviously I was like, so excited going into this because like like I think the older I get the more like we've kind of talked sort of briefly about it but like um the older I get the more I appreciate Spielberg because it's funny like Spielberg didn't really have as big a part of my childhood as he did for other people like I very clearly remember watching Jurassic Park but like I didn't see it in the cinema um I didn't see like any of the uh Indiana Jones movies until I was probably a teenager like I don't think I saw any Spielberg really when I was actually properly a child so I don't have that kind of like really strong memory of like you know kind of like being like carried away by like these like wonderful stories or anything um but uh yeah also as well like <laughs> just like thinking about it, I was like oh my god like 70s sci-fi and like just thinking about the sheer amount of things that are inspired by this like and like the the, the weight that's carried behind this movie um and like yeah so I want to say, like, at the start that, like, I mean, this might possibly, no, like, this might possibly be one of the most visually stunning things I have seen in a very long time. Like, I got, I bought it in iTunes because I was like, fuck this, like, and as well, because it was just so hard to get the right one. So I bought it in iTunes where it had all the versions, it had all three. So I was like, okay, Grant, so I'll be able to watch the right one. Uh, And uh, so I, like, turned it on and I was just like, oh, and like, it just 
starts and you're like in the desert and it's like the the dust and everything and like then like oh my god it's so funny like after having seen uh especially midnight special actually but even like even something like stranger things as well that's yeah. like you know it, there are influences but it's not quite the same the same machine it that's kind of like it's sort of like taking from different elements of spielberg yeah. but there's a bit of it in this like oh holy jesus like the restored version of this is just the color like i was watching it and i was sorry i was watching it i'm excited i was watching it and i was just like I, I like I don't understand I, I, as far as I could make out it was quite a fraught process to restore it I'm, yeah. I'm not entirely sure why but um because of all the fucking versions that they have oh uh, well yeah that, that that may be part of it but um it didn't even look like a 70s movie like this yeah. looks much more 80s in like good way like the color like the just oh and the, like the effects Jesus do you know what they are I honestly don't know like the the sp- the the clouds at the end yeah it's a uh, two layer like uh, water and oil and dropping paint in between water and oil it's so fucking uh, clever how they did everything you know like yeah uh, and the... it really like I mean there are bits where you can see the blurry edges around yeah things. like it's not perfect but it's 1977 like it's just I mean the sheer ambition of this film is insane I was just watching it and I was like like it's so long like this is not that far into his career like and obviously you know, he's had success or whatever but like like there's no hand holding in this movie whatsoever yeah. like you're basically just kind of thrown in that and uh, that kind of became my biggest problem with it um <laughs> what the no hand holding or the length i felt very very distant from this film the whole way through it and i am going to say at the top that the ending is fabulous but it takes a very long time to get there and by the time it got to the bunker and i was like Ugh. we finally got to the bunker and i was like okay 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 this is this is coming together now but it was still a little bit too late. And yeah, okay. So it, it like, it left me weirdly cold, like throughout uh, in a way that I was not expecting, like either for like what is and what I thought was a good sci-fi film, you know, and also from a Spielberg film, like it left me like... I just I was waiting and waiting for it to like draw me in like through its ideas through its to free the characters through the like journey of these like ordinary people and like it never did and it sort of, it becomes this like it's an exercise of just like wonder we are just kind of watching it you know if of that like young childish whimsical yeah we are you know it is it's like but it's like it's, well, interesting that you said about like Jurassic Park because it is kind of like the very good example of how like he uses like the childhood childish wonder and like the excitement of a child um, w- within an adult, but you completely buy it within yeah. that story, within his character, the, like within like the the trajectory of that film of like you know like of the the real weight of like that moment of yeah you know what I mean like you completely buy it you're completely like it's so magical and your emotions are completely in it and like. This just became like a sort of a, a collection of set pieces and sort of like this is not a quiet film at all. This is a noisy ass film. Like it's bombastic 
and like it's it's shouting it's extras it's locations it's we went to india we went here it's all these things and the whole way through it i was just like yeah but i don't really know what's going on like i don't really know anything about these aliens you know I, they're, they're, like there wasn't enough what i really wanted from this and like like it was not small enough was kind of because I didn't want the ideas to be small. Yeah. I wanted the movie to be smaller, right? And I just I was thinking about this earlier, and I was like, I actually have a question for you, okay. uh, like part of the the argument as well. But just to see where you're coming from, um, did you come in knowing that the aliens were not the villains of the movie? Because, oh, I didn't know anything about it. Okay, like uh, you you didn't know that the the aliens were like not. Yeah, threatening but, uh, let's yeah, say but that kind of is clear enough early on like it's well not, it's a, because of the this, this is not is, a very threat filled film but like this is the first film really a hollywood that, that are where the like, aliens uh, aren't yeah so it has like the audience is kind of fighting against the the characters you know like don't go there or whatever don't don't believe in the aliens or even at the end you're expecting something to go wrong you know because you, it was more that I kind of wanted it to go wrong yeah. because I was like, "Kill all these people, please." Um, <laughs> sorry, oh god. We can do that, Danny Hawkins, on everyone. There are no words to describe how fucking disappointed I was. Like honestly, and I'm gonna just because I was thinking about this earlier, and I was like, I was thinking about like um, um, like things that are so inspired by this, like something like Arrival, or like even I was thinking about monsters as well. <clears throat> And um, where the kind of like the interesting sort of thing, like especially because like this movie is not sort of like alien invasion. Everything. This is not War of the Worlds. Like, and I didn't want it to be that either. Yeah. But at the same time, like if you think of something Ironically like also directed by Steve like Bell. Arrival, and not monsters, because obviously they are, like the monsters are dangerous in that. But at the same time, you know, like we see the yeah the monsters are humanized in monsters as well. Um, but uh, um, but you you see within those movies kind of like. Um, the long-term impact of an alien invasion and like the sort of like you know it becomes as much about like Amy Adams kind of day-to-day trying to understand them and like the the process of it and like in monsters it's it's like the characters moving their way through a world that's been changed by these yeah and that like because it's it's that was like for within those movies is more interesting not just because you understand more about the aliens themselves because you don't really get a whole lot of that until the very end of yeah this. they're just kind of there and that's so it's like you're sort of seeing it through the characters that i didn't like so yeah but we'll get to that but um i was thinking it's like what i like about those films is that like they're there it's not this utopian idea of of like or like where our future is going because it's like you know the idea of like humans sort of like never at any point in, in any sci-fi is it kind of like thought that oh we'll, we'll not one day you know like humanity is on a technological advancement path yeah. like we are going to get to a certain point but i think like movies like that are able to kind of like show that it's not a utopian idea like we're still human it's still you know what i mean that like oh, at the end of the day like no matter what happens everything like, always comes down to the small moments of the day-to-day of how people interact yeah. with a situation and that's what's interesting about good any good sci-fi or good film and and i feel like this film sort of like it sort of loses sight of that a little and it, it 
It just, well, I think that is it's so... a movie that is trying to do something different than what you wanted because I yeah. do think oh, that yeah, it, yeah. Like it's, I, I do it's... think that it does something that it is quite unique to it. I think it does a hundred percent. Like this is this is a crazy town film. Like I was watching it, and I was just like, this is like fucking nothing I have ever seen. And as someone who has seen like you know however many alien movies, however many sci-fi movies, how many Spielberg movies, there's not one moment of this that I thought was predictable. Like it's completely insane. And like so as I was watching it, it was irritating the shit out of me but i couldn't leave it because i was yeah. like no like i'm in this now like there's this is still i'm still held by the fact that this is completely not so like he's throwing trees in this window like it's yeah. just you know um but yeah oh, the fucking uh the puree scene is so iconic like there's so many the potato the, yeah potato ma- mashed potato what puree, did you say, puree? <laughs> Oh yeah, like there's so many moments in this that you're just like, oh my god, I'm starting to think that maybe The Simpsons may have been created off the back of this film. Yeah. Like seriously, um, <laughs> like, that alien comes out, like Mr. Burns, I bring you peace. But um, it's interesting that you come to this movie like knowing all the references, but oh, not yeah. knowing the original. I know the alternate. Oh my god, so funny. But um, yeah, <laughs> the mountain. And, uh, but um, yeah, like. I just I didn't so because you don't really know anything about the alien and they're just this sort of like you know hovering benevolent thing that like yeah. knocks off their power and shakes their cars but we don't really know anything about them they're just kind of there so then we have like our focus for so much of the film is on these characters that are being impacted on them but yeah. I don't really like like as much as I like Dreyfus and I he just I don't believe his like just sort of it, I don't think it's a very good representation of like the kind of the obsession and like the, the sort of evangelical nature of like their belief in this you know what i mean it, it becomes i thought like i completely disagree with no. you even as a kid that was like oh jesus he no, he's I... really wrecking but at the same point like it just seems like it's he's just suddenly bah! you know and it's i i just as well like all those family scenes like it feels like this like odd caricatures of like an american family my problem with those scenes that i was gonna bring up it's not the the actual plotting or whatever i think it's the the main issue is the performance of the wife because i despise that actress she's not great she's a second time that i complain about her because she's the girlfriend of jane hackman in the conversation oh my god Oh my god, she fucking is. I was actually going to say, she's not the girl from... Um, oh, no, no, that's someone else. She's not that young. I was just thinking of um, Scarecrow, and I was like, yeah. there was an annoying actress in that. That wasn't her, was it? Um, but, uh, oh my god. And I, I think that the, oh. the because the kids be are truly performing like kids. Like, they're oh, yeah, the same the kids, kids are... from Jaws as well. Oh, like, I want to like, hit the kid. Like, yeah, but scared. it's because the, the, the parents are completely absent. Yeah. But even, like, the moments, it's like, oh, take him to Pinocchio or whatever. It's, <laughs> I thought that... Mini golf! <laughs> I think that it is... A kooky golf, what's it called? I thought that, like, as a family, the, the, the older I get, the more families I've seen. That yeah. A few of them are like that. Or even, like, walking through the supermarket. And you can imagine that their family life, it's precisely this. When they get home. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought in the beginning that it was, like, part of the sci-fi because my mom runs ran such a tight ship, let's say. Yeah. That I thought it was, like, there's no way that there's parents that do that, you know? Like, <laughs> Maybe you, there's kids that are allowed to behave in this manner. But it, it feels really, like, uh, two teenagers decide like i think that it is like uh, apt not in the caricature of american society but i think 
part of American society that there's so many, especially it, in small towns, that it it's like the, the high school sweethearts that get married really yeah. young, start the family really young. They never learn how to be the adults outside of work. Yeah, because they're whatever. so they're so young. I do I do think that's true, and I think like at the start that's very clear because I, I wrote that down I was looking back through my notes of how like he almost has like a better sense of like yeah. America itself in his earlier movies and like something like Jaws as well like the family yeah. like um, and the beginning like whatever he's there with the train set and they're like deciding whether or not to go to Pinocchio and everything and like I bought that but it was as it went on yeah. and their relationship and the fact just the way that she deals with it that's yeah just, like uh yeah. but i think that it's so many great moments even in the relationship when he comes back and has the tan on half his face after the the truck <laughs> no, scene like uh, uh yeah I, I, but also like all the other parts are like bombastic like the the part of india in particular when they go where did the sounds came from and all the hands just come yeah, up it's just like it's mm. just uh, I, it just gives me the kind of goosebumps of yeah. perhaps it's because I, I am perhaps more interested in like alien life and sci-fi on that side of it like what as, no as in the of the the benevolent alien that you're you were like oh kill them or whatever like i like the idea no, no of, that um, was i know i like the idea of them being benevolent yeah. like that's an interesting concept and the idea that it's the first time that that like that's interesting but it's the execution of everything else because i was thinking about it earlier i was like like if you lay out the story of this you know even if you read that synopsis that's yeah. an interesting idea but it's the way it's executed that that i had a problem with and it was the it just it felt it felt it felt like he was it was too big but like it's the the you point of, like if you have like uh, uh the, there's the micro and the macro and i think that like obviously uh truffaut's side is the the oh, God the macro aspect of the, the performance that, that, that wasn't like getting getting sorry i need to get all this out getting to the the sort of science scientist part of it as well is that like there's just other than Truffaut, they're just faceless yeah so there's nothing to i didn't even care about like their sort of like the, the the like by the time they get to the bunker like the 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 music like that's incredible but up until that point it's just them kind of running around and it's shouting and i oh it's just like oh god can you all just take it down a little but bit. at the same time you if that was the scenario that you'd be in and you're like oh fuck aliens are coming we have to talk to them and you have that in the back of your head or i can't organize this yeah, come on you wouldn't be not, going like uh, no, but was, no 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 okay. but i'm still i'm still not saying that it's like you know it's not as if like they can't act like you know oh this is a crazy situation but it's like it's it's the just it's too much it's running and shouting it started feeling like the fucking da vinci code at certain points where they're in the desert and they're running around and i'm just like oh my god just put them in a room just put them in a room you know i like but they put them, like there's so many great little moments in this movie that i think that you're miscarried slightly there's some very droll moments definitely and like no like that's the thing it's not all bad but no like, but like including entire sections that are quiet and lovely like when they go to visit the the corner where he saw the spaceships go by and there's like a family like families around the oh, corner yeah, and stuff funny. yeah that's awesome. uh, there's and they're uh, all sitting out watching yeah like there's some little really like nice moments as well of like exactly what would happen if this happened where like your man is there selling t-shirts and shit you know or even mean? when like in little... the hotel rooms when she's going around looking for her son barry uh, yeah so the, i think that yeah, like, she's good and i love like oh my god their house yeah holy shit 
this like the shots outside of her house oh when the spaceship oh, leaves and you just see everything it's, it's like a painting like just absolutely phenomenal i think that um i see in a way where you're coming from but i think that if i disagree with you in this in sort of thing thematically that you're saying that the movie doesn't have enough yeah it, it was a point that you're trying to make uh, my mis- like not uh, that, it's not that the theme isn't there it's just that he you know I, I can completely see what he's trying to say and i think it's interesting but it's just it's his execution of it it's getting to that end point you know what i mean of like the reveal of, of it yeah i i don't know i was just I just, uh, just I love it like even the, some of my favorite moments in the film though are with Truffaut in it I, I mean like I think Truffaut is fine but he's just a he's a bit distracting because he's just uh, so French and he's not a very good actor like oh, but I just look when he's doing the hand signals uh, like uh, the yeah. notes it's so I, the five note uh, yeah. kind of uh, mm-hmm. motif it's so good, I think. It's one of the great I just like the, the visualization film. of it with yeah. the colors is absolutely genius. Like, it's so unnecessary for what they're doing, but it's cool. Oh, it's insane. That's why it's how, like, they got to those five notes that now mm. are completely iconic. And it's the Spielberg went, it has to be smaller than a phrase. It's mm. like his point was, it has to be a hello, not a hello. Yeah. So he gives to John Williams to go, give me five notes. And the thing is that Williams is like, you can make like a little phrase with three notes mm. and you can make it with seven notes. Mm-hmm. But five notes is so difficult musically to do something that like has a beginning, middle and end yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it has that resonance. And they just, he just did permutation and co- like combination for, for months. Mm. And then the one that they least disliked was this one. And they just kept it because they <laughs> ran out of time. Yeah. And then like oh, they release perfect. it and it's, it's like perfect. just genius. The, like they, they, they were thinking, uh, like, uh, I do think that like between this and E.T., I prefer E.T., mm. but you've seen E.T., so I couldn't pick E.T., not in absolutely years yeah. though and also like the problem with et is that i <laughs> whenever we were kids um i don't know if you're intelligent we had like a, a vhs of what i think is a canadian ripoff yeah maybe it was actually american i can't remember i think we were talking about this recently called mac and me yeah we had a vhs version oh yeah, of yeah that, the, the, that, that was played by mcdonald's it turns out that paul rudd actually have you, have you ever seen that mac and me no, that Paul Rudd has this weird thing where in like interviews he will like get them to queue up. They'll be like, right, okay, we're gonna show a clip from your movie, and he will just show this one tiny clip from Mac and Me. <laughs> like I did not know this, but yeah. apparently he's been doing this for years. Like he will go on to like Colbert, or whoever, and it'll just be the same clip over. Maybe it was Jimmy Fallon, I can't remember, but like over and over and over again, and then actually everyone's just like, for fuck's sake, like. But it's literally oh my god, it's so. But, um, but, so in my head, the two are combined. Yeah. So it's like I I think I may need to, but that that's next on the list. So. Yeah, like it's hilarious that like fucking uh, ET. Uh, <laughs> They wouldn't let them use M&M's without, like, paying them. <laughs> so Spielberg decided to use Reese's Pieces without getting paid by Reese's Chocolates. And it's, like, so prominent. It's just Coca-Cola <laughs> and Reese's Pieces. Um, yeah, the other the thing is... Um... <laughs> I watched this last night with my family. Yeah. And um, no, none of them liked it. Oh no. <laughs> like 
no like by the end of the evening it was just me and dad watching it but i'm and surprised uh your family hasn't seen this either because it no. is one of no, the no like the, seriously the like um kind of yeah that's the thing is and like i mean we don't i think all of us have seen all the other like all the other really big spielberg movies but i don't know it was just one of those things that we didn't ever really grow up with so we just never really watched them and like yeah. we would have watched a lot of movies like as kids and as a family and like i don't know why it would have been yeah it's, i must talk to them about that like where we used to go into broadways and uh and uh, go through all the VHS and like yeah. you know rent a movie and get a Chinese. It's great, but um, my my version of uh, the special edition of uh, of Close Encounters that has like a special like a bonus disc or whatever. Yeah, uh, it's. Do you have it on Blu-ray? No, I don't have it on Blu-ray. I have like the old DVD special collection collectors oh, edition. There's one from the nineties. That it's mm, uh, the, like early nineties. It's like a book when you open the box, and inside the the box is actually the when you look at it you think that it's just the part of the cover of the dvd but when you open it you realize that uh, it's a hole in the box when you open the dvds are inside the little uh box that looks like a real uh, a box for the cinema reels the film reels so it has the same (coughs) design it has like close encounter real one or whatever and then you just open yeah yeah it's like a little tin and it has little foam packaging inside to separate the dvds When you're setting it it's like a really nice little i like whenever people make an effort like that that's nice like so it's the yeah. same as buying albums or anything is it like the, you know and like going through the liner notes and yeah. everything and yeah i love that shit i think people are slowly starting to do that again as people have sort of gone back to buying special editions and box sets and stuff yeah but um <clears throat> yeah um <laughs> yeah no they 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 didn't like it um <laughs> which was quite which was quite hilarious because they were just yeah. like because i because I, I was so excited i was like lads this is gonna be so great let's let's put it on everyone gather around and then by about like an hour into it kira's like i'm going to pack <laughs> kira was the first to fall but kira hates everything so yeah. love you kira um but, <laughs> but it was just kind of funny because i was like oh dear <laughs> I kind of disappoint. Like it's he's a, never gonna be welcome in Donegal. But at the same time, it's kind of yeah. Because I shot. What was the other? Oh, oh yeah, uh, the fun for the older people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The well, like if you compare this to the that movie, I think that this has more more going for it. Ooh. Wow, um, that's how you're crawling your way out of this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I I still think watching it that uh, how can I put it? I might feel different. <laughs> if I ever have kids or something the way that Spielberg does when it comes to the to the family but I don't I think, think that it's more that I just didn't believe that his transformation and then and then because she's just not great yeah. so her reaction very to polite it, her, well, her, that her reaction shite. to it is just like it's so bizarre it doesn't work at all yeah. so I think then him leaving I think him kissing your wound as well is a bit well like I agree with that yeah. that moment is uh, completely unearned and kind of like mm. fucked up because it's before she gets the kid back as yeah, well like, she's still like missing yeah, to the kid to her, she doesn't really seem like she's missing the kid an awful lot well like, like she's gone through all these things but also mm. having the, the mental yeah, psychological the, connection the with them as much about finding it as it is about finding her son I suppose yeah yeah, and I, I I like also how they release all the the people that have been disappearing. I do whatever. like that. Like they barely aged at all. Einstein was right. I think Einstein was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I um, love that that line. That hilariously, another thing that I got from the special editions or whatever, that uh, Bob Balaban got the part because they asked him if he could speak French, and he just replied in French. 
Yeah. But it was just the one word that he remembered from like high school French and it just happened that the people interviewing him did not know any French so they couldn't like call him on it yeah and just believed him and then he got the part and realized that half of the fucking performances in French <laughs> I had to go fuck and I was very like, rapidly learn French yeah. yes but the I love that line the Truffaut really says um, they belong here more than we the, uh, he's, <laughs> the, he walked around the set for like the entire day because the rest of his performance is in French yeah. like he didn't speak a word of English Did so he, he was like phonetically trying to yeah. learn the line walking around giving so much effort to <laughs> learn the line and then when he says the line like even Spielberg didn't have the heart to tell him to do it again <laughs> because he was like so happy with the delivery and that's why it's so impossible to understand the line it took me to watch the fucking special edition to understand that he says they belong here more than we uh, and it's like they belong here more than we yeah, but, you know he tried god he's the Frenchest man he does also kind of look like Carol Sagan a bit more, yeah. which is kind of funny he's got the haircut and a little bit of the outfit yeah. as well but um yeah I kind of like uh, wish that there was also like a kind of uh, side film or like TV show that it is the actual preparations from the the yeah, the, like the, the, the the other side of the. the they're more. Um, they're so interesting. And yeah. Yeah, like it is. It is kind of hilarious though how much Arrival takes from this. Like, it's it's impressive how much Arrival takes from this and still manages to be an interesting film yeah. in its own right. Like, but it's but... because it takes from this and fucking Kurt Vonnegut. So it kind of like <laughs> makes it like putting Kurt Vonnegut into anything, yeah, but... including uh, old school. Villeneuve. Old school. Um, Remember fucking uh, uh, in old school when Ronnie Dangerfield gets an F uh, on an essay by great. Kurt Vonnegut and the, the Kurt Vonnegut Jr. appears <laughs> and he doesn't pay him because I paid you to make an e- write an essay on yourself and I got an F. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Kurt. You know nothing. <laughs> and kicks him out. I love Ronnie Dangerfield. Such a bizarre movie that I still can't believe you made us watch. Well, but it's he was genius. <laughs> like, come on. Like, uh, He's going... Fucking, Back to school. A very young uh, Robert Downey Jr. going to protest oh that American uh, <laughs> American football is a, a metaphor for American foreign policy. <laughs> Land grabs. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, God. I feel like I didn't appreciate it enough as we watched it getting very drunk in third year. Yeah, but um, like uh, it's genius. And also that like the ending is the... the the clear inspiration for the Sum 41 music video for In Too Deep. Because I'm do, in do, too do, deep. Do, 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 do. Oh, I to love keep that song. Papa in my head. Yeah, like uh, before we get to end things, uh, do you think besides the visuals, first of all, like what did you think of the music? Because I know that you usually oh, take actually, issue with I, no, I actually really like the music, like even apart from the obviously beautiful, like it's, it's a beautiful little motif. But no, the music is actually great. The thing is that like I don't exclusively hate John Williams. It's just when everything becomes so obvious. Yeah. And, you know, it becomes like it's not even that the soundtrack is iconic anymore. It's just obvious. Yeah. And that's not that's not here. It's It's much more measured, I think considering how like this is um yeah. but um yeah no i like i like the soundtrack particularly in some of the more kind of like um let's say quieter epic moments like yeah. that shot outside um her house and there's some just amazing like uh night sky shots that are just yeah. fucking crazy time even like um like that that scene um 
when they first come for the kid and like you know, the monkeys going and everything like that is incredibly shot like it looks so Jesus and like I didn't know it was filmed with Sigmund and I put it on and uh, I was like oh my god and then everyone was like is that a good thing and I was like yes <laughs> but um, yeah like it's like uh, uh, the other question is like do you have anything besides the music and the visuals that are, are redemptive of the movie let's say oh the ending yeah besides that like besides what we touched upon do you think that it has any worth in, be- in between like yeah like, like there, there are like there are nice little moments in it and even like him uh i do enjoy all the scenes of him driving where he usually has a map in front of his face yeah. and is then surprised when there's something in front of him <laughs> um like i think he plays that very well like, he's quite and like his interactions with his kids are quite funny as well yeah. like in the first like few kind of scenarios um like just some very funny quips and also I very much enjoyed that train set and like him trying to explain fractions to his kid he's just like you know if you have a third he's like that's fractions I don't understand (laughs) um yeah and I mean like the art department is incredible yeah um I know you're screw not that obviously art department is really important but you know it feels like you're kind of trying to like (laughs) pluck things whenever you're just like yes it looked nice um when it comes to that scene as well, like uh, just uh, as uh, a point when uh, he's chucking the trees over the, into the house. Oh, to, that stressed to build. me out so much. I was like, I who's going to tidy that? <laughs> well, he gets the chicken wire from the Oh, yeah, yeah. oh the, the neighbor. The neighbor was hilarious, actually. Like whenever she first appears and whenever she's like drying her hair, my dad was hanging himself up. <laughs> I was like, yes, everyone has one of those neighbors. Yeah. You know, he's just like, oh, things, Busy bee kind things of thing. are going on. And I do like the scene whenever he first goes in to take them all to go, and he's yeah. like, and she's just like, "What about the kids?" And he's like, "Oh, I'll wake them now." <laughs> it's like, you know, like, and that, and they go, and they're like standing outside, and they're just like, "There's nothing here," and he's like, you know, "But, but, just fucking wait." Um, like some of those are those moments are really nice. Like it wasn't all bad, but I did yeah. quite rapidly lose patience with it. Like uh, I do love the like in that scene when he's stuck in the trees and. Uh, I had this conversation with somebody ages ago. I can't remember who that we. Uh, like and then we asked people afterwards that had seen the movie mm. how did you take that scene and universally from the admittedly not such huge sample rate but mm-hmm. it was big enough sample to maybe maybe make a point out of it that people that had grown up with divorced parents really got that scene mm. and people that grew up and their parents never divorced didn't understand kind of thing that means ricardo well like i think that it's mainly like so much of spielberg's over like from et or whatever is him still trying to process his parents divorce even in jaws or whatever that is Mm. like the fracture of the relationship and the idea of like the ideal marriage that it's like no matter what the world is throwing at them they're like the unit you know kind of thing and then also films like this and et and everything <laughs> else just thinking, jaws whenever um his wife calls on the radio and uh, he's just there like he's like are you are you okay are you there and your mind just comes along and just destroys the, the radio, radio. <laughs> I love that. Sorry, but like today in this like in that scene in particular because it's one of the few scenes in the movie that the uh point of view character becomes the kids yeah and it's that not understanding why your parents are fighting yeah. and what's going on and whatever did i not say of... that earlier that her reaction 
when they're leaving oh, I, did, I thought I didn't say it their reaction over like up until that and the, the leaving scene is weird the kids are great yeah and like the kid when you look at the kids particularly when you've only been annoyed by the kids up until this point like their faces of confusion and like even actually as well the one that the kids the grab dinner, and throws things yeah into he's just thing. like oh like this dad because you know but even the scene whenever they're having the dinner and he's doing the mashed potato thing yeah. and like they're almost trying to <laughs> do like, the mashed potato well, <laughs> That wasn't the mashed potato. But anyways. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting down. You can't do the fucking mashed potato sitting down. We're cro- like fucking intellectual cross-legged. Don't let your leg go dead. We, we, we kind of stood up earlier and then nearly fell over because he didn't realize his leg was asleep. Uh, <laughs> uh, that scene whenever um, he's like, you know, clearly already on the way to an emotional breakdown and the kids are kind of just watching him and he's like, dad's still here. I'm still dad. You know, and they're kind of like trying to sort of emulate him or something to kind of understand yeah. what he's doing. Um, yeah, no, the kids are great. Like really good. That mashed potato scene, uh, I always think that that mashed potato looks like instant mashed potato, like, but 70s instant mash, you know? But I used to do that with my mashed potatoes. I'm wondering, like, where did I get that from? You know, you would make, like, weird volcano sculptures, and I'm like... Well, like, uh, one of my favorite things uh, uh, growing up without people getting the reference was doing random shit and just looking at it whimsically and say, this means something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, you were that asshole kid. (laughs) Yeah, that I'd be like... Looking off into the distance. I'd crash my bike and look, keep looking at the bike and go, this means something. (laughs) Like the wheel is buckled to... (laughs) Um... Well, like, uh, I'm kind of disappointed that you didn't ride along with the movie. Mm. But at the same time, it's kind of, you've seen the great Spielberg movies. You've seen E.T. and you've seen Jaws. So anything else that you'd be picking has flaws from them. Like something mm. like Seven Private Ryan, that the flaws don't actually, like, harm the film that much. Mm. To, like, Jurassic Park, that, that there are saggy bits in there. But, yeah, but, like, as a whole. But still scary. Whole, it's amazing. Still scary. Yes, oh, it, my God. It is a master. I, I do still think that it is a masterpiece. And it has Jeff Goldblum doing the funniest laugh at... Ha, ha, yeah, I, yeah, I, I just love how, like, he's he's so Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Right? But he's still kind of acting. In the second one, it's there is just, no like, acting. Just higher as Jeff and it's, Goldblum. like, him but and has, Julianne Moore. And they have minus chemistry. Like... But it, it has, how do you manage that? But it has the greatest fucking transition of film history, when uh, it cuts from the the woman is gonna scream because her daughter is getting attacked by the tiny dinosaurs, uh-huh. and it just cuts to oh, Jeff Goldblum oh. in front of the poster <laughs> yawning in the side of the train going by. It is the greatest moment in cinema history. Sorry, and then like Richard Schiff. During the Richard oh Schiff thing. Oh my god, Richard Schiff, where the hairline is already gone. Eddie Carr and oh, random but Vince Vaughn. He did Vaughan. his best. Oh my god, yeah, for Vince Vaughn. That's it. Like, in that one, you're just waiting to see yeah. who dies first. You know, it's like, uh, don't go into the long grass. Yeah, and then the, you have the gymnastics or whatever. Oh, yeah. They cut you from the team. <laughs> but, so. um, uh, but even the, the, like his 80s output or whatever it's kind of interesting in its own ways uh doing like the three uh indiana jones and then uh all the other things but i, I was tempted of picking lincoln maybe mm. uh or warhorse kind of as well mm. uh, that i know you haven't seen uh i saw warhorse in a bathtub in wexford which was really funny uh, like uh, once, yeah. <laughs> no, I remember this when you went to your work thing and you yeah, were, yeah. you decided to have a bath just cause. <laughs> yeah. 
but <laughs> there's like I'm assuming shower cap bubbles your champagne not sprays. like a just fucking a Lynx piece kind of other thing because <laughs> the the hotel had a really bad shampoo that wouldn't like lather at all oh, so no. you're like no nah, I'm just gonna I was there for a week so it's like uh, I'll spend the four quid oh, so on on fucking thing why would you not get lavender or something you're supposed to be relaxed in the, in the bath not stimulated yeah but then uh, what happens is that I'm very skinny and I have a big butt so I kind of float in the bath and it's not really enjoyable so I don't know it's kind of uh, on that note uh I, I will be picking another Spielberg movie just because of... Um, I think it's interesting to talk about it, him and the concept. Uh, even it's though you didn't like it, I long... still think that you... you it oh, hasn't yeah. made you think less of him as no, a filmmaker. No, 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 definitely not. I mean, I've been running around the last, like, year, pretty much, like, since The Post came out, just being like, everyone needs to reevaluate Spielberg! And I'm still in his corner, even though yeah. I think this is flawed, but, you know. Okay. Did you think it was... Uh, if you hadn't been watching it for the podcast, would, it, would you have turned it off halfway through or would you have braved it to the ending? Hmm. Is this the weird case that we might have like slightly touched upon last week? That is the, the flood film with the perfect ending instead yeah, of the... Yeah, I did think that as I was watching it because I was like, oh, oh. And I was like, oh, it's one of these. Yeah, I probably would have last night because I was with my family. And like they were all a bit sick of it. But if it had just been me, I probably would have watched it all. Yeah. Because yeah, it is, you know, you, at that point, you've kind of invested so much in it that you're yeah. like, I want to see what the, the deal is here. You know, you're going to keep going. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm still glad I saw it because it was a big blind spot. So I still can't believe that Devil's Tower is a real place though as well. Like how does a where fucking they, place look like that? they had a screening there. Yeah. yeah. I saw that somewhere that they like, um, I, I don't know when one of the versions came out and I was like, that's quite cool. And the back of like the back of it is actually a, a set, and uh, like where the spaceship actually lands. Mm. And at that time, it was the biggest set. Whatever they went into, like a Boeing factory that had like closed up, and they still had to expand into like the runway oh to build God. the runway. And people were going like people that have been in cinema for ages would walk in and forget that they were on a set, mm. and they'd be shooting that during the day. Mm. And then somebody just opens the door and the lights go out. Yeah, like, like when you go to the cinema in the summer, it's like like Max Schrank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or so me, what, me in the sun. What was your favorite thing in this uh, film? Cinematography. Jesus, this is like the best thing I've ever seen him do. And that's like, and like that career, it's just, it is breathtaking. It's you know. And at the same time, like, you still got, like, some of the, the quintessential Spielberg shots. And you've yeah. got the long shots. And, like, the one or... Oh, man, it's so ambitious. Even, like, the, the way that they shoot when the fucking truck turns over. That literally, like, they turned yeah. over the... the well, the, the, the gravity of the truck turns over. Like, goes upside down. That the, they yeah. lose in the level crossing with the light. And I really like how it's shot, like, from the side. That it's, like, just holding... Yeah, there's so many iconic shots in this movie and hmm. a love of love and care goes into every last shot oh, yeah, and you, i think it's you great feel it. you feel the the, the the practical you feel the the, the touch you know you yeah. see the fingerprints of the of an actual person and that is really enjoyable and it is very 70s and that's always pleasant and uh, it was uh, at a time nearly the first film to use computer effects mm. But spielberg saw like but a it previous looks better or something. than like you know clash of the titans does. yeah 
Like you know? they didn't do special effects in their uh, CGI. Mm. Uh, Dolph Spielberg went like the technology is not there yet, but mm. I can tell that it is the way of the future. Uh, obviously, like George Lucas was trying to fucking sell. <laughs> Do CGI, yeah, everything is CGI, it's good. Judge our beings, blah, blah, blah. We are on the same level, filmmaking-wise. <laughs> yes. Like, um... What was your favorite thing? Uh, my favorite thing is probably, like, the sense of wonder. But, like, it could be the, like I said, the... I've disassociated myself as a critic in this movie and it just brings back the nostalgia It is very hard though, thing. like particularly films from childhood, but even, yeah. even films that you have such a strong emotional and cinematic connection to, it's yeah. very hard. Yeah, no, like, like 100%. And also yeah. because it's one of those films that has such a good like making of yeah. that when I was like 13 or something, I was watching it that it became like, I understand the... how films are made now yeah. that it, like my film school wasn't really college it was oh. watching making of it's documentaries the, it's the pta school of filmmaking yeah. where it's like just listen to director's commentaries you know, watch the movie and then watch it with the director's commentary and then you suddenly yeah. understand what it takes or in the case of kevin costner what it doesn't <laughs> because oh, like apparently do you remember um it's your mat the you sent me the trailer to it ages ago to that series oh, the, from uh high water taylor sheridan yeah. it's meant to be absolute pants definitely still watching it though and also day of the soldado is meant to be pants as well which is written by him which i was surprised i wasn't surprised that they were gonna milk that cow since like mm. but making uh, like that he's involved in like he lost the magic touch of doing like mm. the three things Maybe it's the proof of doing too many things like that like you should be doing like one or by just, one by one. Or what director he works with. Yeah. Whatever. But, um, what was your least favorite thing? Um, I, it's clearly it, the one thing that is inarguably bad in this movie is the, the performance of the wife. Like, yeah. she, like there's a reason I think why she doesn't pop in in many other films of that era. Mm. And it's that kind of performance that you go, it's like Ryan O'Neill. You go, why was he a thing? You know, why are you seeing movies? Do you see <laughs> Ryan O'Neill? The guy that is like Barry Lyndon and Love Story and whatever. Like, I have uh, raised him from my brain, which I'm okay with. Like, uh, the the only great thing that Ryan O'Neill was, and it's truly fantastic, is uh, The Driver, uh, the mm. um, Walter Hill movie that, like, everybody does. Like, it's so pot boiler mm. and narrow-minded as a film that nobody has Full a name. Concept. That nobody has a name. He's just the driver, the policeman that is chasing him is the detective. Everything is like that. Like the, mm. you're just your job, and it's kind of uh, ideologically that way. But what was your least favorite thing? Just like my hopes were so high, and they weren't met. I thought or... we were gonna first when you started talking. I was like, oh no. And yeah. then you started talking how excited you were and how when you're watching it, it's so great, like how it looks. And I was like, and then it's like, no, you I'm fucking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't want to just be like, I hated it. Because I didn't hate it. I really didn't. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty angry last night, but I got over it. I, I let it mingle for, you know, and I marinate for a little while. If you did, if I had to do it last night afterwards yeah. at one in the morning, I probably would have killed you. But uh, <laughs> no, no. Um, but uh, I fucking prick. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I know the thing is, is that like, I could never hate it because it's so earnest. Like yeah. it's Spielberg, you know what I mean? It's like, he's just, he goes in there with the heart on the sleeve and 
you know, but still with the shrewd filmmaker that he is, yeah. you know, because the thing is, is that like just having emotion and just being earnest does not make a good film. Yeah. Like you have to have like, you know, the balls to make these decisions. So it is impressive. Um, but yeah, just. But yeah. So what's next film? Next week's film, Orla? Next week's film is Stranger by the Lake and it's French. <laughs> oh, I'm so surprised. <laughs> Francois Truffaut was the Frenchest thing that I've done in a while. <laughs> At least um, it's not like 70s or whatever. No, it's not. It's quite modern. It's also very summery, so it felt appropriate. Okay. Um, yeah. And also, I saw a thing with the soundtrack of it recently, and uh, or not the soundtrack, the. Um, oh, what was it I was watching? Was it the trailer? Or was it a clip or something? And I was just like. So yeah, that's the, here we are. Um, but um, where can they find us, Orla? They can find us on Facebook, The Recommendation Game, on Twitter at The Rec Game. You can email us at TheRecommendationGame at gmail.com. You can find us on Dublin Digital Radio at 11 to 12 on Mondays. And you can also find us on the Dublin Digital Radio award-winning Mixcloud. So... Savage Cabbage. That's it for this week. I was Orla McInnes. I was a disappointed with Oh, Thanks for listening. Bye.